Welcome to Enjoy the Journey. I am your host, the lovable Ray Spellbrink. And I have I'm, today I'm going to do an interview. You all know I do interviews from time to time with people that uh, uh, I, I run across in my path or God sends in my path and that I believe will have a story to tell and uh, that they will bless you in some way. So today my uh, interview is with Deanna Morris. Deanna Morris. She's sitting across the table at me, looking at me with adoring eyes. So the, the last three and a half to four years have been a roller coaster ride for you. No question about that, I don't think. And there have certainly been a good number of challenges, both personal as well as professional uh, job situations. And you've even had the opportunity to start your own business, Deanna. Tell us a little bit about that business you started. Um, my business is called Nana's Crafty Heart, and it started out as a t-shirt business, and it has grown to, I more call it a personalization business now. Um, I personalize other things besides t-shirts. What kind of things? Uh, cups and like coffee cups and tumblers, and um, I can actually take pictures and put them on like puzzles and keychains and magnets and virtually it's become limitless instead of limited so that's good so that's working out real well for you it is well praise god for that all right uh, uh when did you first come to come to know jesus as your savior um i became saved when i was probably about seven um, that was in my pastor's office. I remember that day very clearly. Um, I, I remember feeling like a million pounds had been lifted off of me. I remember how I felt before I prayed and I remember how I felt after I prayed. So I have been a Christian pretty much my entire life. And that's pretty exciting. And, and, uh, and, uh, and even at seven years old to, to notice that difference. Mm -hmm. and, and I've said many times that you may not remember the exact date you got saved, but you'll remember the place. If you got saved, you'll remember right. that, it, that the situation and the experience leading up to that. And the older I get, the less date I remember, but I remember <laughs> the place. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, did you grow up in a Christian home? I did. Very you much did. What so. uh, uh, share some of your memories growing up in a Christian home? Um, I actually, my extended family were were Christians. Also, my mom and dad were both Christians, um, and my grandparents, one set of grandparents, I know were Christian, um, and so I had that loving Christian environment. And we, you know, times have changed. There, there was no choice in the matter. And it wasn't that you were forced. It was just what was understood. You got up, you went Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, GAs, Bible school. And when I got a little older, I traveled from revival to revival to sing. So that, that was just an unspoken of what you did. That was going to be my my next question. Was church a part of Absolutely. your upbringing? And those were your best friends. You found your you found your friends. You found your boyfriend, girlfriends at church. You all those things. You know, church was a huge part of of life. Uh, I remember uh, 
I went to a larger church where we had a youth group. And yeah. after Sunday night, we would go out to, to pizza place, you know, mm-hmm. Monaco's Pizza in Danville. I, played, I, went, I don't believe that one's open anymore. And uh, but those are some of the best times. Right. And I Fellowship. remember a couple that still go. They're now in their 80s that still go to church there. And um, a lot of times on uh it was either Sundays or Wednesdays, one of the two, but we would go to Detroit mm-hmm. and get ice cream. There was an ice cream place <laughs> there. We would all go together and get that. Okay. Now you have mentioned on several occasions to me that your mom's a very godly woman. She is. How has her witness impacted your life? Um, well, 10 years ago, almost 11, my father passed away and I came back home to be with my mom. And, um, the things that I've seen in my mom, she makes me want to be that better Christian. Um, the Sunday after my father died, I said, we do not have to go to church. And her words were, yes, I do. Because if I can't make time for God, even in this time, how do I expect God to make time for me? And, um, it's interesting to look at my mom's Bible. My mom, my mom is a very, I wish I was a quarter of the Bible reader that my mom is. She has a, has a worn out Bible, you know, she, that is just part of her everyday life and, and choices that she, I have seen her personally make because it might be questionable or, um, not quite the godly thing to do. My mom will make the right decision no matter what the cost is or what somebody else thinks. And she's just a, she's a, a great Christian role model. So. Amen. Okay. Yeah. And what, um, yeah, I've, I've heard the, I've heard the saying before, a Bible that's fallen apart belongs to a person that's not. Right. That would be, sounds like it would be an appropriate uh, comment for your mom. Yes. Yes, absolutely. All right. Where and when did your love for music develop? Gosh, I I grew up with it. Really? I grew up with it. Um, My mom still to this day, she, when the windows are open in the spring, I can sit on my porch or I can sit in a certain room in my house and I can hear my mom playing the piano. So she plays. I didn't know that. She plays very well. And, um, Like I said, when I got up into my teen years, I would go from revival to revival. That's when that's back when the revivals were a week long and you had you didn't necessarily have scheduled special music. You just showed up. Mm -hmm. I want to sing. You know, you bring your your cassette tape and you sing, you know. And you're dating yourself. I know, I know, but I'll never be as old as you, Ray. So um that's that's what I did. I sang a lot by myself, even up into my adult years. And then um, after I moved back home, of course, I got to sing with a group. And I feel very fortunate for that experience and then went back to singing by myself. And so. OK. And, and uh, how old was you when you first started to sing? I was probably a. I'm guessing I rem- I have a memory of being at my grandfather's church in Hillview and my mom, myself and my brother. And I'm sure my brother was 
drug up there kicking and fighting, but <laughs> we were singing Mansion Over the Hilltop. I'll never forget this. And my mom had her arm. And if we weren't loud enough, it was like we had a button on our back to <laughs> sing louder, you know? So we we would sing specials, like as long as I can remember, we would sing specials. And then um, probably the traveling part came in the upper teenage years. Okay. Now, I have heard you mention, and I even wrote a blog on this based on what you said. And, and I've heard you mention numerous times, and uh, I think you've posted things similar to this on Facebook. But I've heard you mention numerous times a need for God to be a priority yes. in one's life. What exactly do you mean by that? I think you have to make an intentional priority for God to be in your life or the way the world is. I think it's easy to get distracted. You have to make a priority of, I have to personally, I have to make a priority in the morning to get Emma started at school, make my first cup of coffee and sit down at the kitchen table. If I do not do that, if I, if I go to, oh, I'll just look this one thing up. That one thing turns into the next and then it turns into making a shirt and then it turns into something else. And so I have to make that a priority. I think that's important to spend that quiet time with God every day. But it goes farther for me as far as maybe making some unpopular choices in life to keep you in that godly path, if that makes sense. Um, it's, it's a choice. It's mm -hmm. a choice to have God in your life. It's a choice as to what part you let God play in your life mm -hmm. and to the extent of how much. And so it's just, you know, life is just better if you make that priority that, yes, I want to live that godly life. Because if you, if you veer from that and if you alter from that, life becomes not so very good. And when your priorities are mixed up, I mean, and then they're easy to get mixed up. Yes. You know, Satan will be there all the time to distract you. Yes. Or our situations arise or, or just any number of things, especially if you are easily distracted. I'm a very easily distracted person uh, mm -hmm. as I got older and uh, OCD sets in and, 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 and I got to fix this, got to fix that, got to do this, got to do that. Now at my age, I'm doing various things and I never get anything done because I start one thing. I see something else. I see something else it becomes a cycle. And, and then before long, you, you realize, you know, hey, I haven't had my time with God today. Right. And that one day can lead to the next and that that day can lead to the next. And and you end up at night. Going, what did I do today? Yeah. Oh, gosh, I meant I meant to read my Bible today. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And they say it takes uh, four to six weeks to actually create a habit. And I think we need to get into the habit of prioritizing. Yes. I've always heard 30 days, 30 days to make a habit. Yeah. Uh, not for me. <laughs> Maybe a bad one. <laughs> we we can make the bad ones pretty quick. Okay, let's let me see. Uh, how does one make God a priority in their life? What does it take to do that? Well, first of all, if you are a true Christian, if you are a true born again Christian, I think that you have those gentle nudges. If you go to make a wrong decision. I think you automatically have a little bit of conviction about that. And so if you're in tune with God at all, 
those those nudges, those that little voice in your head, whatever you want to call it, that that says this is what you need to be doing. And I think that God will let you go a certain period of time. Like, I'm just going to use Bible reading. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to do that tomorrow. But I think it gets to a point where it finally, you think about it constantly. And that's not just an accident. That's God putting that in there that, hey, you need to be spending some time with me. And so I think it's all about conscious decisions, you know. It's it's like if, you know, probably every professing Christian would say they love God. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, but if you love somebody, you want to spend time with them, right? And and I think that's what you're trying to say there. If you love God, you want to want to spend time with Him. You do that through prayer, through the the reading of His Word, and even meditating on His Word. Well, and for me, we're you know I sit at my desk a lot. It's it's even just listening to the Christian music versus whatever's out there, or listening to like your, your podcast or, you know, with the whole COVID thing, you can listen to sermons online every day, all day long. Mm -hmm. And, and they can be local churches or not so local, but you can find them out there and it's making a priority of what you're choosing to input. You know, uh, good stuff in, good stuff out. Garbage in, garbage out. Right. Okay. Okay, um, what are the benefits of making God a priority in your life? Life is just better. Um, I think that you can, I just had a situation, I'm not going to share what that situation is, but it, it was causing me, it, it was something I knew I needed to do. And I finally just said, God, I can't do this by myself and I really need some help with this was just a few days and God put out there what I needed to do exactly. And as soon as soon as I saw that, I knew this is God taking care of this. You finally gave it up, quit trying to do it on your own. And God just took care of it. And those times are the easiest to be thankful and grateful. And, and God just shows, I think God just shows you his presence and he just takes care of you. Um, when you're living the best godly life that you can do, if you truly put forth the effort, it's not that you won't make mistakes, but if you're truly trying to live for him, God rewards you. And it could be little things. It could be, could be big things, but it could be little things like, okay, you know, I, I, I have the money to do this this week when I didn't even know where that was going to come from. And that comes down to tithing or, I don't care if you get $20 a weekend, if you're tithing on that $20, God makes more happen the next week. And you just, it just makes it easier to, to breathe. You don't, you're not looking over your shoulder all the time. You're so for me, it's just kind of the proof in the pudding, you know? Okay. And you, you know, you can't outgive God. No. no doubt about that. Now you said something there that uh, too often, and I agree with this. Too often we take matters into our own hands. Mm, try to. And then and then after we mess it up sometimes or after we get all stressed out about it, right. then we, God, look what I did. Can you fix it? 
-hmm. you know, when once we turn it over to him, it it pans out, it works. But when do you think we will ever learn to just take it to the Lord first? I don't know. I, I don't know if we will learn that or not, but this particular situation wasn't anything that I did to like mess it up. It was just something I had to deal with. And I mean, it was causing me enough stress. I was having nightmares about it. Oh, and, wow. and when the nightmare started coming, I'm like, God, I can't, I can't live like this. I can't do this anymore. You know? And it just, it was taken care of in just a matter of, a couple of days. And those are the times I just sit back and, and say, I'm so amazed. I'm so, you know, and I don't know why we're amazed, but when you see God really truly work and you know that God is working, it's just, I don't know. It's just amazing to me. So <laughs> I think sometimes we think it's amazing that he do that for me. Right. You know, I, yeah. I, I can see him doing it for others. Right. For others who are doing more or are maybe involved in big ministries or or are just doing great things for God, but I'm just me. Right. You know, and I think sometimes that's what amazes us mm-hmm. that he that the God who created all that is cares enough about us. Right. You know, remember the Bible says he uh, he sees when a bird falls from the sky. And he sees and he knows the very number of hairs that are on our head and mine are getting fewer and fewer. But that just means to me that he cares about the details in our lives. Right. He cares about the little things as well as the big things. So so he blesses. He blesses. And, and, and we, we all love God's blessings and, and to walk in them and to have them. Uh, do, we, do you think we make him a priority just so we can reap the benefits of his blessings? No. No, I don't think so. I think that if you are a true... Christian, you want to do that. The same as the same as Emma wants to do things to please me mm-hmm. because I'm her mom. It it's the same. We want to do those things pleasing because he is our father. Mm-hmm. And it is the, you know, he has shown us, like I have shown her right from wrong. He has shown us right from wrong. And he has shown us his expectations. And you want to do those. If you're really a Christian, you really you want to do those to the best of your ability. And I, I was thinking, I th- well, I think it was something you posted on Facebook earlier today. Uh, uh, it, was a, it was a question about, you know, about God and what he means to you. Or, <clears throat> but I responded with, I love him because he first loved me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's sort of the same thing because, because of his love <clears throat> for us. My voice is given out for some reason. Oh. <laughs> and that's, Cindy would be very upset about that. <laughs> but we we love him so much because he loved us so much right. that he sent Jesus. Okay, now, this is kind of a longer question. If you could stand before a group of people and share with them the need, the importance of making God a priority in their life, what would be some of the key thoughts you would share from your heart? This would be a question like you could have given me a chance to study and ponder, Ray. Um, Well, I listened to a message um, from a female and her words and and this, this message resonates with me a lot because in this day and time, it's so easy to get down and get depressed. 
And um, when you live for God, it doesn't make you beyond still getting down and still getting depressed. We all have those days, mm-hmm. or at least I do. But this particular, her whole message was get up, get up. You have to get up. It is okay to not be okay. You just can't stay not being okay. You got to get up. You got to get up and get back to doing what God put you on this earth to do. And as far as why is it important to have God as a priority for one, it's just the, the peace of mind and the ease of your life. Um, you know, it's like, I could never be a bank robber or I could never, because I would be confessing of my sins because I <laughs> couldn't take that internal eating myself up over that. Um, life is just better with God. I know there was a period of time where I, God wasn't a priority in my life, was not a priority in my life at all. And I, I probably would just have to share some life experiences of what life is like without God and what life is like with God and just give some examples because you just got to get up every day and you got to do it and you got to live for him. It just makes your life so much better. You got to get up and do even when you don't feel like getting up and doing sometimes. It's okay to stay down, but just for a short period of time, take a day, take a day and shut off your phone, take a day. And I mean, I've had those days I've called you and Cindy and said, you might not hear from me for a couple of days. I just need some time to process some things. But then I get back up. And usually when I shut down and shut out and try to process that, what I think is going to take me two or three days, if you'll notice, like the next day I'm calling you, yes. you knowing I'm okay. So, well, well, now listen, that <laughs> we're is, on this podcast and we're supposed to be nice, right? That is subjective. <laughs> now, now you seem very passionate about uh, this subject, about uh, making God priority in your life. Why are you so passionate about it? Because I've been on the opposite. I've been on the, on the part of life where, he has not been a priority to me. It's been it's been a good many years. But I see I see from the from the day I came home almost 11 years ago. I see all the things I could write a book on all the things God has done in my life making him a priority. I, I mean it, from little things to that wouldn't probably matter to anybody else to big things. Um God has taken really good care of me this last 11 years. And it's not he didn't take care of me before, Mm -hmm. but I've allowed him to take care of me. I've I've been that daughter that I needed to be. And so that's why I just see the difference. I see paths people are going down wrong. And it's like when you see somebody... Have you ever seen somebody drive the wrong way? You've probably driven the wrong way on a one-way street. I was only you know, going one way. People are hollering, hey, you're going the wrong way. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I want to do sometimes when I see some paths. And it's not judging. I'm not judging somebody for going down the wrong path. But you just want them to get back on the right path so their life is better. 
I mean, that's that's the passion that I have. That's the passion. Okay, now, can you share with us, like I said earlier, that uh, at the onset of the podcast here, the last, uh, you know, three, three and a half, four years have been a roller coaster for you. They have. You know, uh, you know from, from leaving your job, I mean, uh, a good paying job, yet seemed like God supplied your needs. So can you share with us how God has been faithful meeting your needs? I know he didn't just b- drop a bag of cash down from heaven. <laughs> I have a tree in the back. Did you not know <laughs> oh, that? Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you uh, you didn't ask me to bring you any today, or I would have. Um, actually, from I can I can back it up to the eleven years. You know, from the time I came home. Um, you know, Winchester is not plentiful for apartments, so I had to move in with my mom, and. Um, very short period of time, found a place to, to rent. And then my desire for coming back home was to take care of my mom. Although my mom, very capable of taking care of herself, the day will come when she can't. And so that was my, that was my drive is I want to be here with my mom. And, and from immediately finding a job, like before I even got moved back, there was a job in my lap short period of time, found a house to rent to maybe a year down the road, the house next door to my mom came up for sale and I was able to to purchase that house. So those things took place then. And um, God has taken care of me by bringing some people, the season is over for them to be in my life, but brought me a group of good Christian friends here and some of them are still in my life some of them are not to fast forwarding to the uh, well in eight years you know emma came into my life Mm -hmm. and um four years ago i was able to adopt her and and keep her safe for the rest of her life and um you and cindy came into my life and it's always been a blessing to have Cindy in my life and you, well, you know, so, um, just within the last couple of years, you know, I had, I had to leave my job that I thought I was going to be there medically. I had to leave my job and that was really hard, but at the same token, God has taken my, my personal business and expanded it to such that I'm able to pay my bills and, Not everybody can say that, but that's God. That is God totally taking care of what Emma and I need. Um, I got to a point where I like to travel. I love to travel. Mm -hmm. And, but God brought me to a point to where I was just happy with what I had. I had a house, I have a car. My, my mom is next door, Emma. Um, my kids are all, you know, relatively close except one. And um, I learned to be happy with what I had. And so uh, once I became happy with what I had, he still continues to bless me. But it, it's just your needs change or he just take, he steps in and takes care of it. I mean, they're just I don't know. There's been a lot of blessings. I don't I don't I don't even know how to tell you about them all. 
I, I think something interesting is that your business that you started from scratch, when did you start that? Um, probably, I'm going to guess maybe four years ago. It started, I was having a foot surgery. Um, well, no, right before that, I started putting, I started personalizing little stuffed animals for, for Valentine's Day and Easter. And I sold a ton of them. And I had foot surgery and I had a lot of time in the recliner and I started watching YouTube videos and I could make those shirts and it just took it to that level. And now it's to a, a level I hadn't even fathomed. So, and, and, and your business over the last year has really boomed during a pandemic. It has like every time, like a group of orders get done, they just keep coming. They just keep coming. And, and, it's just God. It's just exactly, God. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I, now I'm truly thankful that uh, I'm like, I get a little mushy here for just oh, a moment. No. I'm truly thankful that God <laughs> crossed our paths because from that, I think a great friendship has developed. Absolutely. And, and, and of course you and I banter back and forth. All yeah, you the might time. need to explain the, that. <laughs> this, this is probably about the longest conversation we've had without uh, bantering back and forth and hassling each other. That's exactly right. And uh, and I'll be glad when this Me podcast <laughs> is over so we can get back at it. <laughs> now, is there anything that, uh, anything else you would like for people to know about you and your journey? Um, you know, I just, I just hope that, that my life, I always wondered what kind of legacy I would leave. I used to wonder about that a lot. What would people say about me after I'm gone? And I just hope and pray. Well, it seems we had a little technical blip here. Not sure what happened, but we're going to continue on. Now, uh, Deanna, the question was, is there anything else you would like for people to know about you and your journey? And you had mentioned, uh, you was talking about uh, a legacy. Yes. I want to leave a legacy. I, I, I think maybe, I would think maybe everyone wants to leave some sort of legacy. I've always wondered what would happen if I died? What would people think? What would people say? Oh, she was... You know, I'm hoping that they say something about me besides the fact that I live in flip-flops and I drink a whole lot of coffee. <laughs> you know, I'm hoping that my heart is in there somewhere that people know I really try to do whatever I can do for whoever needs something. I always try to do good things. Um, but more importantly, I want them to, if you are attending my funeral without a shadow of a doubt, maybe some tears because you might miss me, but not tears because you don't know where I'm going. I want people to know that just because I post a lot of things on Facebook about, about God and it, it, there's no judging, not in my mind, there's mm -hmm. never any judging. It's just, I feel like it's my job and my duty to share God with someone else and maybe just plant that seed. And so I'm hoping that I have that kind of legacy that, that she lived for God. And that was important to her. That's good. Cause social media is a great tool. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, a lot of people use it in a very negative way, 
Right. But I see it as a very positive thing for outreach and for touching others' lives. Okay, I, I would like for you to leave your contact information with our listeners. If they want to get a hold of, say, uh, your business name is Nana's Crafty Heart, right? Yes. And you have another one, too, Don't, with the rings? Oh, I do. Um, so I actually, I wear about four hats. Okay, share, so, please. <laughs> so me personally, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Deanna Morris. Um, my first business we were talking about is if you just search Nana's Crafty Heart 2020, if you put that in the search bar, you will find my business. Um, I do have, it's, it's called a ring bomb business and it is, it is one of the newest crazes and it's, it's a, it's a fun thing for fun thing for me. And, uh, that is Nana's D Nana D's bling is what that is. Nana D's bling. Yes. Okay. And so, um, I have a couple of, of small surgeries coming up. And so my healing time should be up in July. That's what I'm hoping and praying for. So after that, um, it is, it is really on my heart that I'm hoping that All Because of Love will be able to go back out and sing again. So if you know later in the fall that your church um, may have a need for some special music, you can find us for that also. As you said earlier, you've been singing like almost all your life. That's a and long time. That is. When you're, when you're uh, 153, like you That's are. That's right. And then uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the the name all because of love uh um my my granddaughter actually came to me when she was six months old that's little miss emma and um she just turned eight in january and four years ago i adopted her and when i felt like it was time to leave the group that i was singing with and sing out on my own emma and i traveled and sang and um the, the name All Because of Love was put on my heart for two reasons. First and foremost, All Because of Love is why Christ died for us and, and uh, paid for our sins for a peaceful eternity. And then Emma is with me because of love. So, um, and there was so much confirmation behind that. Anytime I went to Hobby Lobby or just any little little store, there's always some little sign from first Corinthians about let all you do be done in love. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of our, that's kind of our theme. So that's how you can find me. There's many ways. I have many, many hats that she I wear. She is accessible is what she's saying, right? <laughs> I am. Okay. I am. Well, I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I hope you get some uh, people who will contact you in whether it's whatever, under whatever umbrella. Right. And uh, maybe get some business, get some bookings for, to go out and sing uh, later in the year after you're, you're totally recovered. And uh, for our listeners, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast. We That means more to us than we could possibly imagine. We hope that uh, uh, our interview with Deanna has been a blessing to you and Thanks has touched you me. in some special way. So we'll be back again next week at, uh, at some time uh, next Sunday. And uh, we invite you until then, enjoy the journey.